Hear ye, hear ye! Unbuilt proclaims Disney's America episode too long and thus to be broken in two. Cliffhanger surely to whet the appetites of hungry podcast listeners. Henceforth, listeners will be subject to three counts of Muppet discussion, nine counts of squirm-inducing themed land descriptions, and one count of special guest Jalen Harvey. That is all. Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. How are we doing? Doing well. Excited to to really sit down and listen to this. <laughs> Very excited to get patriotic. Yeah. Mm, there you go. Um, or maybe not so much. Uh, also <laughs> joining us today for the first time ever from a podcast about all things but mostly Disney, it's Jalen Harvey. How are you doing, Jalen? I'm good. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? Yeah, we were. Um, it's funny. We were actually on your podcast for an unreleased episode that we were supposed to do, um, and then we, we never got back to record the rest of it. It was. Um, it was about what if Disneyland Paris was successful? Is that right? Yeah, it was a giant what if episode. It was a giant what if episode. We we really got to get back into it because that was a that was a really fun discussion. Uh, but so, yeah, we're definitely going to have to, because like, you know, you kind of sprung it on me. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting, a thought process. But, uh, a funny thing is, uh, one of the things that was probably likely to also happen more so is this topic that we're discussing today, which is Disney's America. Uh, this is a really big topic. Uh, this is likely going to be split into two episodes. It is so massive. But before we do any of that, uh, Jalen, uh, you want to just talk about your podcast for just a second? Uh, yeah. So with my main podcast that I do personally, it is just basically me bringing on people to discuss all different types of things. Most of the time, it's armchair imagineering. Sometimes it's what if stuff. It's sometimes it might be diversity stuff in the community. Mm-hmm. It's just a hodgepodge of whatever I think of doing. I'm also on another one called E-Ticket Report, which is more so about breaking news and talking about the hottest news that just hit. And then finally, I'm on another one called Attraction Showdown, where we put two similar attractions against each other and try to decide which one is the better one. Mm. So yeah, no, that's... uh, I'm on three. I recently am on three. (laughs) I listen to y'all all all the time, though. Ah, I listen to y'all all all the time. I, I I gotta say one thing before before we get into this sure uh dorman you were wrong about ducktales i'm not gonna hold you dog you were you were you were so yeah, wrong uh, about ducktales I, I you know honestly uh that'll never that'll haunt me for the rest of my life i think but uh, really do we all think that people like in the normal day-to-day universe know what ducktales is i, I, I mean the, the carl bark stuff 
overall. I think so. It's really it's been around forever. We've had like you got old old heads who know like the old school comics. You got old heads mm-hmm. who know about the eighty series. You got new old heads who know about Quack Pack, and then you got <laughs> the new school who know about two thousand seventeen. Like Huey Dewey and Louie aren't going anywhere. We True. know like they've been around forever. Like I just think people know. Like they might not know their names, but Th- I, that's just a simple premise. That's it's a like point. Alvin the, and the, the Chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that's true. Knows. It does extend over generations, right? Like it's been, when you put it that way, see, maybe Jalen should have been on the show last time because then I wouldn't have argued so hard. <laughs> Uh, I, was it's screaming a my, I was screaming at my radio. <laughs> I was screaming at my radio. The I like song. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's true that like uh, if you if you really think about it, and you think about every generation that's watching and cartoons or reading comics and so on. There has been some iteration of Scrooge and Huey, Dewey, and Louie for the better part of a couple decades. So. That's a good point. I mean, I, I look, I think that perhaps my argument holds more water for the 2017 one. I don't know if that one was nearly as popular as maybe the one from the 80s, but I mean, I'm also... Uh, you have a point there that the 2017 one is probably not as universally known as the 87 series, but I don't think sure. that really matters when it comes to like DuckTales... The question is, do people know DuckTales? Because I I imagine if you go up to someone and say, hey, here's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, they probably know that. That I'm Mm. willing to believe. And then sometimes if you show people Scrooge McDuck, they think that's the guy from the Mickey's Christmas Carol, right? So not DuckTales. But Um, if you play them the song. Uh, you know, this might be. We might have to go do a social experiment. Ryan, can you go out on the strip with uh, with like a handy dandy mic and Man start on asking? The street asking. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> you can. You can. We'll put a camera on you, and you can go up to people <laughs> at like one in the morning in Vegas, and uh, you can offer twenty five bucks if you can sing more than three lines of the like, Tales theme. Like song. jaywalking kind of deal. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what or this show needed. Billy Eichner uh, on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, right now, Jalen, um, to plug another uh, podcast, not yours, but another podcast you're on uh, right now, you're doing a special editions uh, with Alicia Stella on Park Stop for the premium. And you guys are discussing the Muppets for the month of May, Muppets in the Park. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you're a big Muppets fan. Did you watch Muppets Mayhem? Oh, uh, Bord is Bond. I've made like, let me see, about four four episodes in like the third and fourth Mm. episode they hit you a lot i didn't expect it to be emotional i know the muppets can get emotional but there's one scene in the third one with animal at the very end where i Mm. uh, was i was tearing up i've uh i've been i've only made it to i want to say episode four i'm about to get on episode five i've been trying to eat it slowly yeah that's understandable i i I watched the whole thing because I have zero impulse control, uh, but <laughs> uh, I, I actually I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Dormy, did you watch any Muppets Mayhem? I haven't seen any of it. I'm, I'll be honest. Yeah. The the I gotta I need a primer for what this is. I'm gonna be like the <laughs> explain it to me like I'm six. So anyone who doesn't know can learn with so, me. So so you don't even know like the premise or that so even I know exists. The, I know the premise. I know that it exists, but I don't okay. know like the structure of the show. Really? Like whether it's okay. more uh, like mm-hmm. mockumentary or more actual. It's, Drum, drama show it's like, not a this? mockumentary there's okay. there's like there's little mockumentaries there's entire episode that's a mockumentary but uh the entire show is pretty much a single camera sitcom 
um, oh. serialized um, in a way. It's probably the most. I want to have to say it's the most high effort Muppets project they've done yeah. on Disney Plus because is it, yeah, is it close to the ABC show in that regard. Or put I, it mm. in terms of production, I would put it more so like that, where it seems like they get like because Muppets now just felt like they just gave them fifty thousand dollars, like look, make yeah. something. But this actually right. feels like the ABC show where the production budget seems like it's an actual real show. Yeah, and I know the Muppets Haunted Mansion that was fa- filmed like largely on the volume, and mostly that was because of pandemic things. Right. Um, so that kind of looks a little cheaper. Uh, so this looks way more expensive. Like they actually poured real money into the show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a single camera sitcom uh, about uh, Lily Singh, who I know I know people Ooh. really hate, and she is she her stand up and her talk show not great. I've seen the clips, not funny, but she's fine in the show. Aww. She's she's fine. She's okay. Is she um, like a main character? She's she's the main character. I see. Uh, she she is a uh a, a like an assistant at some old going out of business music firm who like has one existing contract and it's um for the electric mayhem to make an album which they were supposed to like 30 years ago 30 or 40 years ago but they kept getting sidetracked because their tour never ends they've been like on the world's longest running tour so she Hmm. goes uh, to save the business she goes to them to make an album and uh it kind of goes on from there like taj mari who was um he was in a lot of like old disney channel shows so it was kind of fun to see him grown up uh he is like their like roadie or like a super fan so he joins in and uh surprisingly uh even though lily singh is technically the main character they do a lot of like they really put the mayhem the the electric mayhem characters to the forefront and they like do backstory things like jalen was saying in the third episode you kind of get a backstory for animal and it doesn't feel shoehorned like oh i don't think like jim henson would like this it actually feels very very sweet and uh touching the only problem that i have with the show overall and jalen you probably have noticed this is that uh, any other Muppets, like there, there's other puppets that show up during the series. Yeah. But there is like a real effort to scrub all the rest of the Muppets out of this. They will reference the fact that the Electric Mayhem got their start in the Muppet show. But as for showing Kermit, Gonzo, Piggy, they will pop in like um, videotapes of the Electric Mayhem's like yeah. performances and they will make sure that every single one of them is just the Electric Mayhem and you do not see any of the other characters. It's very weird. What, what is <laughs> the what is the idea there to like distance it from the like that it doesn't feel derivative or i don't know jalen what do you think's going on here i just think they wanted to let it be the electric mayhem's own thing yeah because mm-hmm. i don't want like although i do like the movie i don't want a muppets in space where like they're in the background and we're just focusing mainly mm-hmm. on like one major character i like what they did here where they just kind of isolated them and letting them do their own thing and let them live like their own lives and their own story because the band for better or worse like they were already like secondary characters heck they don't even show up in i don't think even think most of them show up for long inside of a few of the Muppet movies that we see. Like they just it's come true, in yeah. half. Like they just they seem very much like an extra secondary sort of thing that pops up like a lot of the Muppets as opposed to our main like our main what I would say uh, 
Or like main like five characters or something. Yeah, main four or five characters. Like it's mm-hmm. the, like the main quartet of Miss Piggy, Kermit, and Fozzie and Gonzo. Like and now Rizzo or, or Pepe apparently like every once in a while. So I I like it. My biggest beef with this show is even though it's it's a trick that a lot of Netflix shows did. Mm-hmm. Back when like Netflix dropped Orange the New Black and all and like watching stuff in serialization, which oh means, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like the cliffhanger thing at the end of every damn episode. <laughs> like you already yeah. know we're going to binge watch this. Don't end every episode with the final scene being like, guess who just showed up? Guess yeah. what we just found? It's like oh yeah, my they god, they do that a lot. <laughs> it's like oh my god, we need a recording studio in this in this episode. Look what we found on. Oh, Oh my god, you guys won't believe what we found. It's a recording studio. It's a damn recording studio. Stop it. Yeah. Look about a cliffhanger. <laughs> Disney Plus is gonna love this. Oh wow, for sure. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch like I know they're like to make you like click next. Like, oh, we have to make you click next episode, but it's it is annoying. Yeah, <laughs> that's for de- like, that's for sure. Dude, Mother Hubble, we were gonna we were already gonna watch the next episode anyway. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, the the reason why I'm a little like weary on the whole like um uh no other Muppets thing and just the tease. There are there is a cameo on the final episode of a couple of uh, uh old Muppets, which is nice to see. So that does happen. Uh, but uh, the only thing is, is that um, Adam F. Goldberg, who created the Goldbergs, uh, he created this show and he went online on Twitter and said, oh, this show is supposed to start like this whole Muppet verse. And who like from who do you want to see other uh, solo shows from? And my knee jerk reactor was, OK, it's cool that you're doing this electric mayhem. But are you saying that this is what we're going to be doing with the property from now on? Because I don't know if I'm on board with that. I, I like seeing them all together, you know, so as much as I'm fine with like giving the electric mayhem their own limited 10 episode series and letting them shine on their own i'm not sure if i'm really jazzed with the idea of hey here's <laughs> let's do an entire show where Fozzie is uh going on tour as a comedian and it's just him and it's like oh i don't know about that uh, am i wrong in the thinking that i would like to see the muppets all together they could have like the avengers then like yeah. they could bring them all together and do the muppet show right that's how they'll keep it together yeah uh, yeah i guess that's what it could lead up to if everybody come back together to do the muppet show again i don't i one thing i i did recently I, I heard that i'm surprised that they made uh have like because y'all are film y'all are film buffs kind of i mean it's Dorman was going on about the Feeblemans or the Fablemans, whatever the heck. <laughs> yeah, the thing I, yeah. Was. I like the film, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you watch obscure movies nobody really I watches, I guess. Like, no. That's all he's about. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> they make, like, I found that they make a reference to a parody, a movie that Peter Jackson ah, did. Yes. That was like yes, a parody. Meet the Feebles. And I was like, I oh love my God. The Feebles. I hate <laughs> that movie. That's so the thing. Much. The crazy thing about that is it's a very dirty movie. Oh my goodness. Meet the Where... Feebles is. Have you seen, have either of you seen? Seen Meet the Feebles? I've seen yes. Meet the Feebles. Yes, I, I the the scene the the scene in Vietnam, the frogs of war is like <laughs> harrowing. It's a, <laughs> I, I I love that bit because they apparently Peter Jackson ran out of money, so he called like a bunch of like uh, Japanese entrepreneurs 
or he's a Japanese or New Zealand, I think, but I think it was out of this country. And he lied and said he was making a new movie called Frogs of War. And he needed all this money to do that one scene. He never got their <laughs> money back. But yeah, I, I did hear about that, that uh, they very briefly mention uh, the the excellent Meet the Feebles. That, that, <laughs> okay. that almost got me to watch the show. <laughs> It's a one please. line of dialogue. Uh, do not do not link the two together. Please do not link that two. They do not take place in the same universe. Please do not link that. I'd love that. Like, oh my god. I'm I would be okay with like the next one. I think I would be down to see like if you give me a trio movie, if you give me like something with Pepe, uh Gonzo and Rizzo, I'll watch it. Like I love all three of them together. They were some of the best parts of the ABC series. I like all three of them together. I think they make a great little trio. I I would personally like to see Clifford come back. The only oh, black Muppet. Yeah. I would like to see the only black Muppet come back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see Clifford and some of, I would like for them to bring back some of the Muppet tonight characters. Like well, I would love them to actually have Muppets tonight on the service. Yeah. I, I don't true. know why they don't acknowledge it because it did run for like two or three seasons. It did. Okay. Yeah. I, Needless to say, if this is like a Muppet universe where we start, leave Kermit and Miss Piggy alone. I don't really care much about them. I mm. would like to learn more about the other ones. Kermit and Miss mm-hmm. Piggy has been like the focus for so long. Plus, we have Kermit Swamp Days. No. So <laughs> we already have done an origin story for him. And even mm. it wasn't like it was a straight to DVD movie. But dang it, y'all already did it. Screw it. <laughs> oh, I got another thing. Um, And this is a shot at O'Reilly this time. Oh, uh, good. Finally. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong about um Muppet Wizard of Oz. I'm sorry. Oh, it had a sh- it had a Shanti in it. It had a Shanti in it. It, it had a it- princess of hip hop in it. I I have to ride for that movie. Yeah. It, it's- <laughs> yeah it's the only muppet movie that i can't still watch and that's the thing is like i think that all the human stuff is fine i think what they do with the muppets is just terrible yeah okay i agree with that yeah i just i can't stand what they do with the characters uh so yeah um but uh but yeah so the muppets mayhem um is really uh actually decent i wasn't i'm i am happy with the way it came out so i'm very happy with the way it came out i just hope that the muppets uh you know can can do some stuff together i want to i want to see um my pals all together again uh so hopefully we'll get that soon but anyways i think it's time for the main attraction today we're going to head on a plane and go up to virginia for uh, some disney's america but first this Here we are, our main topic, Disney's America. And obviously, you can see right there in the uh, show notes, we have that big Ellis Island with um, the Statue of Liberty in the background, which is interesting because there was never going to be a little Statue of Liberty in Disney's America. So I'm not sure exactly what this is supposed to be portraying. I think this is just supposed to be kind of giving it for like little emphasis of sorts. First, we need to talk about what it is uh, before we do that. Jalen and Dorman, have either of you been to Colonial Williamsburg? I have not. How would you deal? No. Uh, what like about Washington D.C.? <laughs> I I live there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically right. yeah. I'm like ten minutes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen, have you ever no. been to D.C.? No, not yet. No. 
uh i did go to dc once um to do like the smithsonian stuff um and uh i i'm really not that versed with this whole you know uh getting in the history or east coast vibes but uh dorman <laughs> I, I need to know what are your opinions on preserving areas uh, around battlefields uh, <laughs> um you <laughs> That's a very loaded question, Ryan. Uh, what are my opinions on preserving colonial areas? I don't know. Generally, they like so on the East Coast where I live. So I lived uh, in New Jersey for a bit, and now I'm down in Maryland. Generally, they're uh, just school field trips for like young kids. Um, mm-hmm. I for like the museums, they seem fine. You're, you're like preparing me to get absolutely annihilated. This clip will follow <laughs> me forever. As museums, they're pretty. They're pretty interesting insofar that like there's original buildings. Um, you can learn quite a bit by going to like uh, for example, Washington's estate in Mount Vernon. They're interesting to go to if you're going in like a very like a lot of reverence for the history and awareness for like what happened at the time the stuff that always unsettles me a little bit more is like the life simulation stuff and we'll Mm. get into a lot of that here with disney's america yes but you go to mount vernon and you read the plaques and you go oh these are the areas where washington did this shitty thing and that shitty thing and this is where he died that that (laughs) seems interesting but when you go to like williamsburg and you're cosplaying as variety of people especially like wealthy people from the time that's where it becomes a little bit more in my opinion uh grotesque mm-hmm. and my time i spent very little time in north carolina my grandparents lived there uh but i noticed the further south you get the more the less it becomes like this is just here because it used to be and there's a preservation and the more reverence for the cause things yes become. Um, mm-hmm. trying to talk without talking here but yeah, basically no, I when people become when people begin to like identify and simulate their life around and basically obsess over these historical, uh, these parts of colonial America. I think that's where it gets a lot more aggressively unfun. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get what you're saying. And I have some stories that I'll tell later on, but it is very, there's there's a line there and it's very hard to walk. And, and the story that we're about to tell, I honestly think there are no winners. There are zero winners in this story of Disney's America. So let's start. On July 4th, 1776, Congress drafted the Declaration of Independence, declaring America's official want to separate themselves from Great Britain. Less than eight years later, the Treaty of Paris was ratified by Congress on January 14th, 1784, after a brutal revolutionary war paving the way for America's newfound freedom. Over 200 years later, on November 11th, 1993, Michael Eisner announced a new seasonal educational Disney theme park in Haymarket, Virginia. Just a mere 321 days later, on September 28th, 1994, that theme park was declared canceled by the Walt Disney Company, paving the way for stuffed shirts to be smug, I guess, about some grass fields approximately over five miles away from a battlefield. Not an actual battlefield, mind you, to have some freedom again and possibly build some mansions on. This is the story of Disney's America. As we go through this, 
feel free to chime in at any time as we go through what Disney's America was and would be and wasn't. Uh, so from the start, uh, it's 1991 and Euro Disneyland is ballooning in costs, but it's still the Disney decade. Michael Eisner really wants to expand the brand. You know, this is when a lot of ideas like the Disney regional entertainment starts coming into mind and they're searching for anything, everything at all. So Dick Nunes approaches them and says, hey, why don't we build a small park in Virginia? That's a great idea uh, because uh, there's a lot of historical things. And I think we could do a really cool thing with um, historical education. They bring uh, them and a bunch of executives to Colonial Williamsburg. They tour it. And they're like, could we do something like that? And so Eisner visits, he he likes the idea, but he doesn't like the area. He thinks there's too much competition and that it wouldn't come into play very much. And also he feels like the tourist drive, it just isn't there as much. So he goes to Peter Rummel to find a spot. And uh, Peter Rummel uh, is leading the effort and he finds Haymarket, which is just 20 miles outside of Washington, D.C. Dorman, have you ever been to Haymarket? I, I was near um, Haymarket, Virginia, because Disney did like a Disney Infinity playing event. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, so, so there was like a carnival near Haymarket, Virginia, um, like some... I, I did some pretty like popular carnival in Virginia and I'd never even been to Virginia before, but I remember driving all the way down and playing like five minutes of Disney infinity. And, uh, wow. And that was the day. Yeah. So there you go. There's my one time that I've one been time near Haymarket. So, yeah. So it ironically took Disney to take you all the way to Haymarket. <laughs> That's right. They got the last laugh. Eventually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was a uh, 3,000 acres that Disney uh, was looking at, and uh, about 2,300 of them were from Exxon, and they quietly buy it um, in very much the same fashion that they did the Walt Disney World one, very quietly on the hush hush. They have like the secret bunker where they're coming up with Disney's America. So they get Bob Weiss to lead the WDI team to come up with Disney's America. From Michael Crawford's Progress City Primer, in the initial meetings with the creative team, Eisner would task them with building a park based on complex themes. The fun as well as the serious moments in American history of all the concurrent highs and lows thrown in. Eisner wanted to use the tools that Disney had invented to take on the weighty stories of America's history and saw this as only reasonable as so many so-called serious museums have been trying to do this in just recent years. In the initial press conference in November 1993, Eisner said that Disney's America will create a totally new concept using the different strengths of our entertainment company, our motion picture and television talent, our park engineers, our interactive media and publishing executives, as well as your sports enterprises, and education executives to celebrate those unique American qualities that have been our country's strengths and that have made this nation the beacon of hope to people everywhere. Oh boy. Uh, we bring 70 years of entertainment experience, many of them right, creating the world's most original parks to this project. Peter Rummel claimed that the park would differentiate themselves from all others in both subject matter and presentation, and that Disney's America will allow guests to celebrate the diversity of the nation, the plurality, and the conflicts that have divined the American character. <laughs> uh, guys, what, what, are you, what are you feeling right now based on that? Um, no. 
No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. No. Do you do you want to expand on that? No. No. I mean, it's so full disclosure, and this is probably going to go into the my final verdict of everything. I'm not a fan of Liberty Square, and I'm not a fan of the American Pavilion. I think both are mm-hmm. very dry and boring. And although I do love the American Waterfront over at Disney Sea, I thought that is amazing. And I do like the little sparse American parts that we have over with I technically 1920s uh, California at DCA and mm-hmm. 1940s Hollywood. So... I like those, but with the colonial stuff and doing a whole park based around American history, which every day we are learning is just terrible. Exactly. More and more and more (laughs) and more and more and more. more. Like, oh my God. It's something that like, yo, don't do this. Don't. I mean, with Epcot, (laughs) it works as a self little small contained thing Mm -hmm. and you can kind of skip over certain parts of the history but when you have a whole entire theme park that's based around american history there's a lot of room to tell a lot of stories about how messed up things were and i don't think you want to do that Mm -hmm. yep you're getting to a point there's like i said in this story i think there are zero winners so but we do have to start with looking at the park map that we have here and see it's kind of like a circle formation it's kind of like islands of adventure ask with mixed with a little bit of a like a universal singapore kind of giving me vibes of uh it's what the like the big lagoon in the middle that's freedom bay and then all these territories they call them territories just to be cute and uh we have our territories there from right to left we have crossroads usa enterprise we the people victory field state fair family farms civil war forts native america and president square and you could see some concept art there of the entire property now this is this is what they were planning on building when the uh promotional materials came out well we'll hear about some unfortunate uh exhibits that may or may not have been in there there's a lot of disputing uh coming up but this is this is what they put out to virginia officials and to people in the haymarket area um wondering what this was uh so there is a railroad that with authentic seam trains that do circle the park that's the one thing i think we can all agree on that's cool uh 185 acres and a lagoon and river in the center of the park in these promotional materials, here's a dedication. Every day, a diverse and unlikely society, made up of every culture and race on earth, is working together to build a great nation. We have a single vision, a new order based on the promise of democracy. Already really bad. <laughs> um, our resources for building this nation are a rich mixture of land, family, and beliefs, which we apply with our own fiery brand of spirit and innovation. As the nation has grown and changed, humor has always been used as a reminder of how impossibly far we've come and how far we have still yet to go. You're saying nothing. Uh, Disney's America <laughs> celebrates the qualities that have always been the source of our strength and the beacon of hope to people everywhere. Mm. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Uh, no, 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 no,
it, it's no. weird to me, you know, you have, and we'll presumably talk about this quite a bit, um, but like in the original, in Disneyland and in plans for Walt Disney World, you get a lot of feeling for Walt's whole thing with Lincoln and colonial America and like the spirit of, of that and so on and so forth, which is interesting for like the early 1900s. Like, you know, when he was born, it it's not unsurprising that he would have a lot of reverence for that. But what's weird to me is that Disney kept doubling down and still continues to double down as if everybody yep. else shares the same colonial reverence that Walt did. Uh, like for some reason in Imagineering, and you can kind of see it in this, there is a Americana, right? Like um, old Americana, even like or like the origins of American democracy Americana. Definitely is like with Walt and his love of Abraham Lincoln and those those days. And, uh, you know, but that led to the Hall of Presidents and his, you know, American reverence. It, it definitely feels like they're just kind of stemming from that and not really thinking about just how complicated everything is. It kind of almost reminds me of uh, when growing up, they had Schoolhouse Rock and they had the whole, you know, the America's oh, yeah. the Great Melting Pot song. You simply melt right. It doesn't matter what your skin, it doesn't matter where you're from or your religion. You jump right into the great American melting pot. Great American melting pot. Yeah. And that, that really like really trivializes immigration and diversity a lot and it just kind of makes me feel like that it's like everything's happy and everybody's cheerful and and loves each other and that's what america was it's like no, not really no it, it's one of those things where i hear like a lot of people say that Especially when it comes to something like the Hall of Presidents, where it's it's to the point where it's like get get that thing the hell out of there. The way that this country get it out, like, get it out, and people will sit there and be like, "Well, it was a wall idea, so we need to keep it around." Not mm -hmm. every idea that man had was a good idea. He wanted to put a glass <laughs> dome over floor, like over a Florida city. Not yeah, every right. good idea was a good idea. Like just mm -hmm. yeah, and I don't think. I don't think a lot of people saw, well, for one, I don't think a lot of people saw the internet coming where you can have all of these things be challenged, be like, nope, well, this is actually what really happened. And now that we have this abundance of knowledge of what really happened, it's stuff like Disney America and all of this classic Americana and all this sort of history-based stuff. It's like the real ugly side of it is coming. And it just, this does not seem like something that would have lasted for the long haul, if yeah, you ask right. me. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go to... To our first territory, which is Crossroads, USA. So Crossroads, USA was between 1800 and 1850. It is a spirited portrait of a mid-19th century, century commerce. Crossroads, USA is the hub of Disney's America, launching guests on two antique steam trains that they may board for a trip around the park's nine distinct territories. So this is a pre-Civil War era village, and you would enter under the train trestles, kind of similar to a usual Disney Castle Park, but uh, this will be a little bit more, I guess, outskirtsy, uh, and also like kind of uh, more Western-ish, uh, so, because the time frame, once again, is uh, 1800 to 1850, and there's actually a nearby ho hotel housing guests in a Civil War era lodge. So a lot of Civil War era 
era stuff, primarily because, again, we are in Virginia where a lot of the Civil War was fought. Uh, so they're yeah. really like going for that kind of flavor. Um, I'm not sure why you would want to, you know, be in a Civil War era lodge. I think fetishizing that time of the the American history is weird, <laughs> but whatever. Um, there's uh, shops and restaurants there. It's mostly acting like a main street. But the interesting thing is just like Westcott, there would be suites built in the second floors, very much like a highly famed colonial inn. And you could stay above the shops and restaurants uh, probably for a very, very pretty penny. Uh, <laughs> guests could board trains here or even take a boat through the rivers out into Freedom Bay. Uh, there's really no like visual weenie that's drawing you in like Spaceship Earth or a little castle or a Chinese theater. It's just a lot of windy, crooked streets, which is a very weird way to start yeah. out your park experience. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any other opinions about this area, this territory area. Put aside all of like the political stuff mm-hmm. and just look, I wouldn't want to be in a civil war laws. There's no indoor plumbing and there's no air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that nobody would want that. I don't think that's a good idea. But I what's weird here, and it's actually something I didn't even really give too much thought that you just point out, is like there's no weenie here. There's no like main mm-hmm. symbol that acts as like this park's like I guess visual thesis, if right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that is weird, actually. That is very weird weird i'm surprised they didn't do like i don't know just a big ass american eagle like yeah. just just the big ass american eagle that has a mcdonald's out of it and like, yeah it's you're you're, you're right it, it, the one thing i imagine it seems like they're incredibly insecure because you know you're literally right near all of the actual spaces in american history uh like you know eiser talks about the competition per se um so perhaps they thought uh, a big attractive uh, a weenie or something that isn't real, like a normal town with winding streets and, you know, basic buildings and no indoor plumbing is that that might be more honest and it might be more, you know, strict to history, but it certainly isn't the defining uh, imagineering that one would come to expect from one of the theme parks. It just seems like you'd get lost. It's no different than a shopping district. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I think they're, they're overthinking it. A lot of this is overthinking to please somebody who's never going to be into this. Right. And, yeah, and right. that's that's a big problem. And the next one is President Square. Now hold which on, which of course it is. Oh, well, actually, you have something else to say? Go a little back if I up. Stay yeah. in the suite. If I stay in the suites up top, just you know, keep with the whole Liberty Square thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, can I throw my chamber pot out the window? Like, is <laughs> yes. that a thing? Is that a thing? Can I just throw? Can I just throw? Because I mean, that would help. That would give me a great taste in my mouth. Like, I, I would be okay with that. Like, if that's the case, it's like a, a poor taste in someone else's too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I spent this, this much. Is. I can I can throw my shit in the streets. Hey, 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 hey! It's like the camels. Are, it's like the the camels at Aladdin. At, at there the, you the, go. Uh, the yeah. Carpet. Yeah. Just watch that, where you're going. Watch right. where you're going. If, if you see a wet, if you see a wet streak, odds are something wet is going to come out of that same general area. Just do not yeah. stand in that spot. Again. I I actually I, I want to touch on something Ryan just said. It actually I never really thought about it, but it's a good point, right? Like if you make this for history buffs 
um, no one's going to go because history buffs already aren't going to Disneyland. They <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are probably going to their own history, the real place. It's kind of like, to, yeah. Yeah. If I think about like the natural analog, I have a, you know, you have everyone's got hiking friends or like, you know, nature focused friends. Animal Kingdom is designed, it's not designed for those people, right? Like it's, it kind of anticipates that, well, you know, the people who are going on hikes and actually going to nature probably won't be there. So how can we make yeah. natural mm-hmm. environments interesting to the average audience it would be weird to design animal kingdom like it's made for hikers it would just be a bunch Mm -hmm. of really long hikes and there wouldn't be any theme park aspect to it it seems like you're right there they overthought this so hard for an audience that probably isn't interested that you might also turn away anybody who is just expecting a a disney park in virginia you're you're absolutely correct 100 yeah the next one is president square which is just as you think about it i just love I love the uh, iconography on here. We have uh, Washington. Uh, we have JFK. We have Lincoln. And I can't tell what the one in the middle is, who the president is there. But and then we go and we have <laughs> we have Bill Clinton. I think that's Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> is that Thomas Jefferson? Wait, that, yeah. What's like, Thomas Jefferson? Well, Thomas Jefferson's on the one definitely below on the, the second one. That's Jefferson, Lincoln, Clinton. Uh, but on the uh, oh, on the like second the logo one, one. Okay, yeah. yeah, the logo one. Um, I think that's sure. just somebody with a just with a, a, a hat. Flu. Yeah, some yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Andrew Jackson is a bold choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's on, he's, on, he's on money, I guess. So people know him. <laughs> I, I supp- yeah. I mean, I suppose you I, it's can't like, use the lesser known presidents like in The Simpsons. <laughs> I don't know. It's there's like arguments one could make. I don't know if I'd agree with them, but one could mm-hmm. make that's like, oh, Washington founded the democracy and Lincoln with the Civil War. Clinton, mm-hmm. I guess, the president at the time. But right. Andrew Jackson is like, I don't know, man. Even. <laughs> He doesn't have very many good things running for him. I, but I guess you have to do. I guess all presidents. You think they do the for, uh, the forgotten presidents from the Simpsons? Yeah, that's what I want them to do. There you go. The, that's what they would have done at this park stayed, and they would have performed that nightly. <laughs> we are the mediocre presidents. You won't find our faces on dollars or on cents. There's Taylor and there's Tyler. There's Fillmore and there's Hayes. There's William Henry Harrison. I died in thirty days. I died in 30 days. <laughs> uh, so President Square was from 1750 to 1800 from the struggle of the colonists and the war of independence to the formation of the United States and its government. President Square celebrates the birth of democracy and the patriots who fought to preserve it. So this area is very small. Uh, there was only one attraction alongside some shops and restaurants. Uh, there was an Independence Hall replica with the Hall of Presidents. Now, you might be thinking, oh, great. So they're just copying the Magic Kingdom show. Actually, no. It's funny that you say, Jalen, that, you know, we, they should remove the Hall of Presidents. The Imagineers were actually thinking that exact same thing. Nobody likes the Hall of Presidents in Florida. So why don't we take it, all those animatronics, and we throw it in here. But instead of a show that you go and see and say, you would actually go into a literal hall and you would go up to the president who would be their animatronic and they would stand on a little podium and there would be a button and you could press the button and the animatronic would come to life and give a little speech. And we can already tell, by the way, where this is going. <laughs> if, if this stayed, just imagine they just like they have spots and they have like little empty spots. And then there's like, oh, my God, we have to install the Trump robot. 
<laughs> and, oh and lord that that would just be a giant massive line of people like either actual like trump fans or just people that were just like morbidly curious to see this thing there's going to be like two lines one to spit on the thing and one yeah. to hug it like exactly. it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more worried about like if just like some of the famous lines like I would love to push the button like the Bill Clinton one and just have like oh. I did not have I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman or like and it might have the camel it might have the camel feature it might have the camel speech ah, feature I'm not standing directly in front of the oh, Bill Clinton no. well, I'm, I'm not the- I'm not going to get Beyonce <laughs> I'm not going to get Monica Lewinsky all on my fucking no I'm not I'm not doing that um <laughs> I I would love to do the Knicks because I'm not a crook. I I'm would not love, a crook. I would love from Disney. Yeah. When so. you put in the Obama one, I would just love to have all of the animatronics facing facing him with like the eyes bulging out. Like, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> George Washington. Yeah. <laughs> what George Washington would be like? What? <laughs> Thomas Jefferson would be like. Where well, does he have my last name? Is he one of mine? Is he one of my descendants? <laughs> Is he one of mine? Like, is that like the Jeffersons one again? Like, I would love to see the candy one and like the candy one would be great because you can have like the, you know, the Sprite animatronic for Drake, but you could do that with JFK. Oh, he's got a hole in the no, back of his no. head. It's like spouting oil. And he has to be voiced by the same dude who did JFK and Clone High. Like, there's so yeah, many things be awesome. that I would love to do with it. It's just like, I, if they gave me just all the presidents where it's just some of the great blunder moments. Mm. Like I would absolutely <laughs> yeah, love that would to be do the that. thing. They would press it, and then he Wait. would like hit on a woman, and he'd be like, "Hey, let's all go swimming in my pool." And by pool, I mean bathtub. And by swimming, I mean sex. I would love to see the, so you just, you already know people that are going to do the meme with leaning into George Bush's ear and just yeah. doing the whole. <laughs> oh like, my gosh, so they many, could gum I want up this to be built. I want <laughs> this to be built now. Like, if this was all the presidents, well, I could just meme in front of animatronics all day. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Oh my God. Like, uh, I don't want it to be. That, it, oh. that you are complete. You know, I even think about that. How much of an Instagram heaven this would be? Oh hmm. my god, it would be like the Madame Tussauds of Disney. Like it would just be, <laughs> it would just be. I would look. Let, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen, baby. I was talking all this mm-hmm. crap about Hall of Presidents for years. Let's make it happen. I yeah. want this version. <laughs> I want this version. Uh, so uh, more boring. <laughs> There was supposed to be like a little outdoor amphitheater for a show, but that was like pretty much this area. You just go into this little hall and to see a bunch of animatronic presidents and then leave. Our next one. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, this is the Native Americas. Oh, oh boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so Native know. America it's from the 1600s to 1810 Native America explores the life of America's first inhabitants their accord with the environment and the timeless works of art they created long before European colonization oh, God. oh. <laughs> All right. I just have any of you guys been to Bush Gardens in Tampa? Yes, I've been to Bush Gardens, Tampa. Yeah. If you've been to Bush Gardens in Tampa, you know that they have the best theming because it's set in the hood. Like if you go to Bush Gardens, it's smack dab in the middle of the hood and nothing but black people work there. It's great theming for that. Like 
for that reason. Who is going to run this? Who is going to run this? Who is going to run this? Who is running this? Who is running this? Because it's not like we have an abundance of Native Americans left. They killed them all. So who is running this? Who doctors was it? I like the Lewis and Clark Raft edition. I think that's a. I, I would if they put that over in Liberty Square somehow. I would be cool with that. Like I would. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. I'm a slut for a good raft ride. But like. <laughs> It's like, it's not plausible. Who is going Mm. to run this? It's not (laughs) like like Bush Gardens were like, you have Nairobi and there's tons of black people around you who work for this company. <laughs> like you don't have that here. So it's like, I don't want to have like, it, it's, it's like when die Epcot happened and they had white people working in Morocco. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> like, it's just so weird, dog. Like who is going to run this? It's going to be the guy who's like one forty eighth Cherokee or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the name who looks like Tom the... Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the name tags have a little name of the, their tribe under uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I already know what Disney's going to do. They're going to do the Disney College Program. Yeah, there you go. Native American <laughs> reservations. Yeah, just go over to like any reservation they can find and like recruit them. Oh my God! And we'll put you up, and we'll take everything out of your paycheck, so you have four dollars to you know live off of, mm-hmm. and you're going to be trapped on property where you can just spend those four dollars right back at, at, right back <laughs> to us. It's actually per- it's just slavery with extra steps. Jesus uh, Christ! Oh my God. God. Admittedly, Why? like not uh, not in defense of it, but like admittedly, the the big issue with this, right, is like, okay, you know, let's say you try to do something about Native Americans, like Native America, in terms of a theme park. Well, you, you'll run into an immediate problem where, like, the Lewis and Clark ride is interesting if you kind of just ignore that Lewis and Clark were planning or like the their their whole push was to develop on Native American land, right? But like, even if you adjusted this to be more culturally sensitive per se, it's like actually features some parts of culture or storytelling. The land in Virginia that you're building on probably was previously uh, inhabited by Native Americans. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, you're you're putting it in Florida or like Liberty Square um, into like a, a Spanish colony. I mean, it's still you're going to run into those problems. This is just being like in the heart of colonial America. Yeah. Uh, being on land that was taken through violence. Mm-hmm. And being like, Let's build a reverential theme park for it and yeah. sell. And the merchandise here would be an absolute nightmare. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, you, oh, you, no. you would be oh, selling God. the kids little outfits uh it would be like what they sold at disneyland in 1955 well that's what i was about to say yeah i mean they already knew that this was trouble you know because they used to have the indian village in disneyland yeah and that did not go over great even by the time that it was replaced in 1971 with bear country not exactly sure why they would but i have an idea of why they were doing this and we'll get to that uh so this was going to feature eastern american native themes uh the eras were between 1600 and 1810 it was a recreation of powhatan uh indian village uh, I'm sorry if I pr- mispronounced that. Uh, the centerpiece of the area, as you guys said, was a Lewis and Clark raft expedition, uh, River Rapids ride by Intamin, and you can see the art right there of it. A uh, very nice uh, looking raft ride. But a little film was in development at this time, and the film was Pocahontas. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Eisner, of course, looks at this and goes, cha-ching, little dollar signs in his eyes, and thinking of synergy. So, not 
only would we be attempting this, we'd also be doing the Disney cartoonification of uh, native themes. Not um, great. <laughs> it, it, it's, I mean, Pocahontas itself is already, I don't see people talk about Pocahontas that frequently. I don't see because Disney really pushing. Well, yeah, it's boring. And yeah. it's it's weird. And like, the it's one of those like real stories where if you, right, if you like compare the ages of real life Pocahontas and real life yeah. name John Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's right. like, oh my goodness. But that's the, you know, Disney themselves that don't even seem to be pushing, aside from Colors of the Wind, right? Um, you don't see merchandise that frequently. Yes, but you have to remember that they didn't know if the film was going to be it or not i'm not yeah. i'm not saying back then i mean like nowadays already yeah. pocahontas like this in with regard to this being a potential pitfall had it been built mm-hmm. right um yeah i guess i suppose pocahontas could have and at the time they were planning that it would be a cultural phenomenon but even you know we look into the future and we think about how poorly this could have gone pocahontas did release pretty popular right not like a a, a bomb it, it, it was it was okay it wasn't the lion king that was a, no of yeah, course no. not it, yeah it it did decent and I mean, they still feature her. Like she's still mm-hmm. in at least a WW's Phantasmic. She's mm-hmm. still at. I mean, as a white woman at uh, Animal Kingdom. I'm not lying to you. I have been at Nomad's Lounge. Those little floats just go by, and every time like that is a white woman. Oh my god, really? y'all gotta do better. Like y'all couldn't just get one with a tan either. Like Jesus yeah. Christ. But like <laughs> it, it was. It, it's 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 like Mickey's not so scary. But like uh, they also feature her in Wreck It Ralph too. <laughs> Like she's not. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And Colors of the Wind was the main theme for last year's um, Epcot Flower and Garden um, oh, that's Spaceship right. Earth show. Yeah, I forgot about so, that. Like, You're right. Yeah, they only acknowledge her, John Smith, and the rest of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Crickets. We're not going to talk about the love story. We're just going to talk about Pocahontas. We're only. That's why you only hear about up. You only hear the River Band song, and you also only hear of the wind everything else you don't hear mine mine you don't you definitely don't hear savages no and you don't hear if i never knew you like that's mm-hmm. all like pushed away like that's pushed deep yeah. down i think the closest you have like there's some grandmother willow recognition i, I do yeah. remember uh in animal kingdom especially didn't they, they got rid of that yeah and, but that. yeah i know they got rid of that but uh i definitely remember also like in the um or it was rafiki's planet watch they had the little yes. booths where you can listen to Grandmother Willow showing, you know, doing some IR audio in your ears. Uh, but that's that's my main problem with it. You can imagine, okay, so they're trying to recreate a real village, and in the corner there's a tree that comes to life with Grandmother Willow's face in it. It's like, ooh, they were really thinking about this? Like, mm. oh boy, <laughs> not great, <laughs> not great at all. Uh, is moving on. It just doesn't get better. Like, I think it will it will round up to becoming a little better but oh boy civil war for 1850 to 1870 inside the wizardry of disney's circle vision 360 technology will transport visitors into the center of a civil war combat outside they may encounter a reenactment between civil war ironclads the monitor and the merrimack 
And so what this was is pretty much you pass by this giant grass field and the grass field would occasionally host Civil War reenactments. Dorman, have you ever been to a Civil War reenactment? Not like participating. You say that like I'm like I'm from the from the south. I I I know I've never been to one. I've never apparently even they, seen one. They, apparently they do it in Virginia. I don't know. They do. They they do them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, they do okay. them all over. They do them. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if there's any in Maryland, but I mean, yeah, there's. I've, uh, they happen pretty frequently. I've seen pictures, but I've never. Mm-hmm. I have no. I, I personally find that whole like. I mean, the number one problem with like Civil War reverence is the weird. I want to go have a wedding at a plantation, stuff like that. But yeah. The, 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 <laughs> God. I mean, I mean, well, we'll get there, right? We're we'll talk about what Bob Weiss said, and yeah, the, and I'll the get there too. I have more stuff. Yeah, but no, we the the other thing is like the weird reverence for the battle. Like it isn't just it wasn't just a nightmare of we want slaves and the United States government needs to suppress revolutionaries, or I guess I should say uh, not revolutionaries, but like anarchists. Either way, no, I find this really weird. It's like it wasn't an equally balanced war, so mm-hmm. that's very weird that they would just be like, oh, come watch the Civil War happen these people were the government and these people were the slave owners right i don't know if these reenactments would have been disney sanctioned or they would just like have local no way it'd be local troops i don't know like uh, but it says like they would occasionally host them like they wouldn't always have but they would host them which see oh i would want i would want the, i would want the v because they're eventually going to own them i would want the vietnam war reenactment oh god <laughs> I would want the Vietnam War reenactment. I with this, it's <laughs> as somebody who lives in a somebody who lives in a county where a giant Confederate flag flies mm-hmm. over one of our major interstates, I seventy five. It's um and being in like the heart of of being in the outskirts of Tampa, where there is a lot of Confederate flags all over the place. I mean, if you drive through rural Florida, there are definitely tons, tons of people who still, who have been brainwashed into thinking that the Confederates were good guys. And their heritage. And yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I, as somebody who lives in a place where I can see a lot of the other side's opposition, I mean, well, the other, well, the union's opposition, cool watching a couple of them get shot i'm not gonna hold you i'd be okay with a couple of them getting shot. all right i'm not gonna hold you i'm not right. gonna lose i'm okay i'm okay with it. let me let me see that i will pull up with the popcorn i will pull up i will pull up and i just imagine it was like imagine it's like some kind of like some slave escaping and halfway through he just like he's looking across the bank and this one of them the battle is is happening and it's just all of these like confederate sons of bitches being just lit up all over the place Mm -hmm. and they just stop and you know what let's watch this (laughs) that would be me that would be me (laughs) it was handled with like a the i mean honestly i i think that there's some interest in like i would watch like a schlocky the you comes in and just mauls down all of the confederates the problem is that if they're hosting outside of um like people from virginia like ryan is potentially saying that it would be like oh we're willing to host you like a picnic mm-hmm. space kind of yeah uh, then then i guarantee you the people in virginia like those people own the confederate uniforms like they <laughs> yeah. yeah they would probably be it would be really awkward i think coming to the park <laughs> it'd be like okay so uh what are you guys doing today we're going to do the battle where the confederate won <laughs> And yeah, Disney officials would be like, oh, God, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you would pass in this crass field and you would reach a fort. So you go in, you go to a mess hall to eat, and then there's Circle Vision film, and you would be placed inside the scenes of a Civil War battlefield, which... Okay, um, so how realistic are we going to get? Is this like the Circle Vision equivalent of Saving Private Ryan? What oh my we, god. What are we doing here? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. This could have been there, like, I, I, I've had ideas for a Ford attraction for years. I would have loved for them to do something, but I think this could have been, this might have, could have been sort of like the Poseidon's Fury. I think this should have been a walkthrough attraction, oh, not like a see, yeah. not like a circle vision. This should have been a, a walkthrough attraction where you're just visiting the fort and then slowly you go back in time and now you're starting to witness just the onslaught of what is happening and you could have a mix of animatronics you could have a mix of screens yada yada and smoke effects but i think it would be great to kind of put somebody in a walkthrough attraction where at least great in the context of how messed up this theme park is of just Mm -hmm. putting them inside of a real battle situation from back then where it just becomes under siege while you're visiting Mm -hmm. because back Mm -hmm. in the day people would actually have picnics watching across the battlefield like they would watch which which just speaks to how boring and messed up they were but then they, <laughs> we needed television like <laughs> it, it, like so they would just like have picnics and watch people get shot up and die like a sporting event so mm-hmm. i think this would be something that i'm more or less okay with mm-hmm. sort of like i i i don't know i don't know maybe all the other ones i'm like i won't be free so i wouldn't really vibe with it but this one's like I, i'd be doing okay i'd be okay. doing it <laughs> I'd be doing okay. <laughs> on Freedom Bay, there was a thrilling nighttime spectacular based on the historical battle between the Ironclads Monitor and Merrimack, also <laughs> known as the Battle of Hampton Roads, which caused 261 men to lose their lives. <laughs> and so they're doing a phantasmic based oh on a God. real, real battle between two ships that 261 men died in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was that? You posted something the other day or you retweeted about like it was a Viking ship. Like that would just slide into the lagoon. I think, do you guys, I don't know if yeah, you saw yeah, it. No, 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 but- that, that was in a European park where like, uh, where the, like the ship like comes out of the water and the people yeah. are already on it. That was badass. <laughs> if, if they did something like that here with this battle, I'd be okay with it. I'd, I'd be 100% okay with it. <laughs> I, I really would. I think because it looked metal as all hell. It would at least look entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's a little tricky because it's based on a real event. It's like me yeah. and me and Dorman we uh, recently discussed a Titanic themed hotel that was shipped next to an iceberg and like it had water pouring out of it, like which, the one for Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, like the one from Rick and Morty, <laughs> kind of That's like real? that. Yeah, oh my they were God. they wanted to build it, they wanted to, but it got shot down. <laughs> Well, what about the Titanic experience, like from that one fox park across yes. the pond somewhere? Yeah, and the way they the way they got away with that is like, well, no, 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 no. It's not about the real disaster. This is about the movie. It's like which is based on so. the real disaster. Exactly. I like making a Pearl Harbor. Tr- oh no, they already did that technically with the yeah. um, <laughs> with the backlight tour. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Continue. <laughs> right, uh, Dorman. Do you do you think this would have been distasteful or um, was it? 
it it's like at some point these like events get so abstracted but at the same time the my problem is less like oh people died and more that these like battles aren't really they're not fun i would you watch like i don't know if i would watch like done live in right. front of me mm-hmm. because it's not like it's a battle between two groups you know you you watch a battle like the Re- uh, revolutionary war right and you're like okay this is the uh, american colonists trying to break free of the king it's very cut and dry it's almost like a political war with yeah. again you know a war against like the confederates or a war against the nazis it's like no this is just horrible this is just like an absolute <laughs> this is just <laughs> evil people i mean it's, again yeah Elon is saying in, if you view it from the sense of like if everyone's on the same page and we're like let's watch some confederates like melt in their burning boat that they're being killed on sure that's great but like if you're like let's see a recreation of a real battle between some honest hardworking mm-hmm. fighters exactly you know i knew people who were educated with the civil war called the war of northern aggression right that's that's that in virginia you can the way that it's uh, uh students are taught mm-hmm. does not criticize the confederacy as much nope. as northern schools do right? right so i have like this thing in the back of my head that's like well if we're looking at this battle, are we looking at it from a, this is a real battle, let's look at it, or a, look at the valiant effort of both sides who gave their mm-hmm. life to you know, their perspective. Right. It's, it's history come alive. It's a great time of history coming alive. That's really what they're, they're putting in. And that's why it's okay to see some well, blood sport in a Disney park. Well, that's you the know, thing I, is like, if you're yeah. an Imagineer and you believe in like reverence for American history, sure. But if you're a Virginian, this is not mm-hmm. only history coming alive. It is your ancestors fighting mm-hmm. against the United States government. Right. Right. Which yeah. is like, oh my God, <laughs> you'll have a crowd <laughs> of people cheering on the wrong side. Exactly. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's like Disney just constantly stepping in it, which again, it goes back. Remember with the hall of presidents, which is like with the whole thing of having Trump uh, in the hall of presidents, why just his presence would, you know, make happen with mm-hmm. people like voicing their political opinion to such a loud and boisterous degree. And it kind of coming off of more of the actual park itself. And, you know, the kind of people that the park invites and that's kind of thing. Right. It's like, it does not do anything good for the Disney brand to associate with any of this because it can be so easily twisted right. in a different way. And I don't think they're seeing that. I think this is all very, very naive. So if you're from California, right? It's like, what do you, what's your connect? You, there's con- there's like uh, people who sympathize with the Confederacy in like Northern California, but not to the extent that their ancestors actively fought yeah. for the preservation yeah. of slavery. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is uh, I recently last year drove through the Moapa Valley, which is kind of a rural area. That's mm-hmm. the first time I've ever seen the Confederate flag waved in Nevada. Like the first really? time. Yeah. In Nevada, that's the first time I've ever seen the Confederate flag like on display. I've seen it in other states, obviously, but mm-hmm. in Nevada, that's the first time I've ever seen it. And it's it really does speak to how much the Confederacy has like almost been revived in such a weird way to where it can come come out as far as this 
like now. It's a state of mind more than it is like a yeah. yeah. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like upstate New York. It's pretty bad too, uh, in my experience. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a storied history. It's yeah. if you ever look up the history of the Sons of Confederacy and all of that mm, stuff, right. it's just yeah. they weren't punished the way that they should have been, and everybody mm-hmm. just basically was like, yeah, it's cool. It's it's cool. <laughs> what they did wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Lincoln died. One of the I forget which Andrew took over. Andrew Johnson took over. Yeah, yeah. and he was. Like, like yeah. yeah no everything's all cool y'all good. <laughs> y'all good get a slap what, on the wrist what? and then you get your own theme park mm-hmm. yeah 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 no, no 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 see now if this was like if this was in like i don't know what needs something that nobody goes to rhode island i would be like <laughs> sure i'd mm-hmm. be like fine with that i'd be like if it was more up north i think i'd be right. more fine with that or maybe in no. smack dab in the middle of landlocked america but don't put it in like I would even so much, I would actually say to put it someplace that wasn't at the heart of right. this conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. it's obviously you're going to create contention because even though it has been hundred, like it's been like when at this point, 150 years, no, not even, not even like maybe 130, 140 years since it was five, it still very much lingers to this yeah. very day. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I think that's the biggest, I think that's one of the biggest red flags about yeah. this the civil like the civil war era like i think mm-hmm. that's the one big thing no right? yeah absolutely the next one is we the people we the people uh from 1870 to 1930 if you remember that very first piece of concept art we saw with the ellis island and this is exactly what it would be framed by a building resembling ellis island uh we the people recognizes the courage and triumph of the immigrant uh, the immigrant heritage from the earliest settlers to, to today's political refugees oh boy talk about something that you're also like kind of like stepping into like yeah oh boy <laughs> this is a, a once again just like president square very small area you would just have this ellis island with uh the and what's interesting is is that you would have to go from the front you would kind of see this the actual ellis island facade you would kind of see it from across the bay but you wouldn't see it approaching the actual building you'd actually have to go around to see it um and inside the building was a multimedia attraction about the immigration story not much is known about the first one like in 1993 nobody knows if like this was like the american adventure or just a film but in 1994, uh, they uh, started thinking about revising it to be a special film. And you might remember it about some people we talked about before the getting into the main topic. It was a special film starring the Muppets in an immigration story. What is this going to be? So uh, what happens is Kermit and Piggy sailed America to seek for- fortune and freedom, only to be ostracized for a scandalous frog-pig relationship. Uh, does Gonzo go to a job and a big sign is pulled down saying no whatevers or it is like Fozzie start a small joke shop in a burgeoning New York neighborhood struggling as his wealthy white landlords Sadler and Waldorf put the squeeze on him Jesus waka waka <laughs> like oh I, I don't get I don't get like what they were gonna do here any thoughts I, I think it would be like they would reuse the sets that they had from Muppet Treasure Island mm, okay. and they would basically just have them do you know like the opening scene of well not the opening scene but like the first few scenes of American Tale yeah mm-hmm. it would basically be that like them, it would just be them getting to America and talking I don't think it's going to be like what happens to them when they, they get, get to there. America yeah 
Yeah. But I think it would be about like why they leave coming mm-hmm. over and how like tr- there's probably some Muppet hijinks on the boat and then mm-hmm. they would just land in America and be like, hey, yeah. we made it. Yeah, it would just and- be like that like a scene where like Hermit has like Robin on his shoulder and they're like on the boat and they're looking towards the Statue of Liberty. And Robin goes to Kermit. It's like, hey, Uncle Kermit, is that our new home? Yep, it's the, you know, land of opportunity. And, and that would pretty much be it. Yeah, no, it would probably be, that's it. And then you would just exit into, I don't know, the places where you were able to change your name. Right. Because like, it, it was too hard for them to say. So, like, it's, 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 <laughs> it, it's, I, hey, I think out of everything, I, whatever you put the Muppets in, I, the Muppets made me love the Battle Hymn of Republic, dang it. They can make me mm-hmm. love anything. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I, that that the one elevator one where they're humming the Battle of Republic. I'm like, dang, this actually goes hard. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd fight somebody in the club to this. This is okay. Uh, what are your thoughts, Zorman? I think that it's this is interesting, and it seems to like speak to a real identity crisis with Disney's America because they both want to have maybe Pocahontas, but maybe real Civil War re- re- uh, recreations, mm-hmm. and maybe a Main Street that has no. Uh, iconic uh, building or direction, but also a Muppets version of the immigration story. It's like part museum, but part ironic museum, but part like reverence for history. Yeah. I like I like the idea. It sounds funny. It sounds like something you'd see in Liberty Square. It's like equivalent to um, what's a great moments in history. Amer- history, right? the American parts. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. And that like, I could see that being extended to something about immigration. Why not? But it's so weird that some parts of the park take itself very very seriously and other parts seem to yeah it is a very weird mix and that's the thing they're like so striving to do like this edutainment thing but they they're they're so insecure in spots of like well we need to disney this up we need to make it more humorous in areas and it's like you you can't you really cannot do both and it's very hard this to me sounds like another Epcot problem. Yes, uh, I was exactly thinking that. Yeah, it's another Epcot problem where, like, if this was made in the era where, or in the universe where Epcot succeeded without having any of the main Disney characters in it, then they probably wouldn't be pushing this. But they've learned from Epcot, where it's like you kind of have to have these characters integrated to really pull people in because this is what people expect. While I'm looking at all this, I'm even thinking to myself, why the hell is Splash Mountain not here? Because, like, <laughs> I'm surprised that, like, yeah. and that's not even me joking, like, Splash Mountain, as it is, would fit in what it's about. Just, I think it would fit this park a lot in a lot of, like, the problem, mm-hmm. even down to how problematic it is. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm surprised nobody was like, yeah, let's just throw Splash Mountain in there, too. Like, that's, 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 a that's African-American history, kind of, oh. maybe, <laughs> sort of. A white guy told me it was, so it is. So, like, yeah, throw it in there. Like, I, I'm surprised that you don't see Splash Mountain here. I'm really surprised at that. Eh, no, that's, that's true. Like, they, they, they are kind of avoiding that. I think a lot of this is original, if you notice. Like, there are no attractions. The only thing that comes closest, we had a Circle Vision uh-uh. theater attraction. Right. And that's it. Yeah, and, of the, course, they're taking the Hall of Presidents away right. from it. But they're doing something entirely new with it. Yeah, okay. So let's move on to Enterprise. <laughs> the factory town of Enterprise plays host to inventions and innovations spawned by the ingenuity and can-do spirit that catapulted America to the forefront of industry. Uh, and this is like based on the Industrial Revolution with a big roller coaster 
And that was called the Industrial Revolution. It would twist and turn around the steel mill and climax with an escape from a glowing vat of molten steel. Also included uh, were a bunch of exhibits of famous American technology that defined our history historically and a new developments that would define industries into the future. Now, Eisner actually hated the idea of the Industrial Revolution roller coaster. He thought that it trivialized the steel mill experience and was an example of a frivolous theme park ride that historians hated. Again, he's trying so hard to impress these, these historians so much that... Uh, they want to like go away from anything that like is thrilling and fun hmm. he's but he's not wrong though i mean no yeah he's not. yeah 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 little timmy go ahead and ride the roller go ride in the factory that you definitely would have been working in mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> and you already know years later they would probably put like the newsy show out here like oh you my would god have, you have a bunch of twinks running around with <laughs> newspapers all over the place like it would definitely be i like don't get me wrong i like the idea of what they are going for with a lot of this stuff but i think at least with a lot of museums that we have seen it's the whole live experience sort of thing where it's mostly walk through attraction yeah opposed to having something that is fun like i Mm -hmm. there's i hear about you know the the black smithsonian museum and how certain people cannot get all the way through that there's four floor floors and some people cannot make it through two or three because of how intense the lived experience exhibits are Mm -hmm. and so i think you can still have something that can be quote unquote entertainment while also dealing with the severity of it and having a giant roller coaster in a steel mill where you well, you definitely there was tons of child labor and just so many OSHA violations going yeah. on. Off like it does definitely trivialize the fact that these people were. It's like it's different because we have Big Thunder Mountain, which is essentially the leftovers of a mining town. But that's exactly what it is. It's cursed for the reasons of mm-hmm. being a corrupt mining town. It shows us the bad side of this. This isn't showing anything bad. Yeah, it's not. There's no badness implied it's like we exactly it was fun to be it it's like no it was actually really grueling work yeah and it doesn't really like yeah the industrial revolution like propelled our technology and made us the the extremely strong world power that we are today but what is a roller coaster really saying about the industrial revolution and how it exploited laborers um, to the point of needing unions. And it really doesn't. It just glosses over it. So Eisner does have a point. I just thought that was funny that he still is trying to court these historians who are never going to love him back. Uh, And that makes me funny. That's his angle ultimately on this. So um, apparently this is one of the quickest canceled items of Disney's America. just goes and like uh we're not doing that i uh, will they, say you know, though mm-hmm. if they had 16 tons blasting while you're riding it i would be <laughs> i'd be down for that or chains on me from phineas and ferb one of those no. two <laughs> have to be blaring <laughs> one of those two and i gotta have a kid go drink a water boss like i need to have <laughs> i need to have i, I think a, a way that they could have salvaged this if they made it like a slow moving omni mover kind of like a, a hanging like you're hanging down mm-hmm. from the same cars and you're watching the day-to-day operations of what was going on and just making it very somber and like 
if it's like pe- like when you go to people who tour, you know, plantations and they tell you how mm. messed up things are and you walk away crying with tears. I think that this is what it should be to at least drive home the severity mm. of a lot of what is going on in this park. Yeah. It can't be it can't just be all funs and giggles. It it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess this is a good as enough time. I was going to say this later on when we discuss the slavery stuff, but uh you did mention plantations. Uh, I do have a story about visiting a plantation um, about uh, was over it a 10 soup years plantation? ago. Sorry, keep going. My bad. My bad. My bad. My I've bad. Never, been, never been to a soup plantation. How is soup? I never, I never will. Sad. How, how was soup plantation called soup plantation out in California? But we had know. sweet tomatoes. It would be, it seemed like it would be switched. They're all right. full on gas stations called plantations. They're all full neighborhoods here in Florida called plantation oaks. Like, I I'm surprised that you guys didn't have this that you guys didn't have sweet tomatoes because that sounds more of a Californian type of thing and yeah. we didn't have soup mm, plantation. That's right. so weird to me. <laughs> but continue, my bad. Okay, so we're uh we're going on a vac- uh cruise in New Orleans and um a tropical storm hits and delays our cruise by two days. And at the time my sister was really in to ghost stuff. And mm. she wanted to visit this plantation that was supposedly like super haunted. So we go, uh, we're like, okay, I guess we'll go. And we go and we get on the, the bus and we go to the plantation. And uh, this is like really the only time that I visited, like besides, I guess, Arlington Cemetery, which which was weird because we went to Arlington Cemetery and I remember going to the uh, Eternal Flame and just like, you have to be really quiet. Do not ever speak about it. It's like, oh, all right. Hey, JFK. Sorry. Sorry, you read. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this, the weirdest, most awkward thing. Um, but um, so we get there and I just remember just having the weirdest feeling ever because there was more talk about the people who own the plantation rather than the slaves. So you would talk a little bit about the slave quarters, but there would be like really a lot of attention to the the beautiful oak trees in the front and, you know, the ornate rooms where it felt like the biggest mixed messaging. And my sister was like all obsessed with, do you, do you guys see any ghosts in here sometimes? And I don't think it really like hit me on how odd it felt to be not focusing on the slaves more, but on the master's, you know, headquarters um, and the mansion itself. Yeah. And that that I get like a huge feeling from Disney's America overall of a lot of mixed messaging of the uh the glorification of it all and focusing on sort of and I know it's Disneyfied as a phrase we t- you know throw around a lot. But it really is the kind of the Hollywoodization of history here and focusing on the glamorous elements like, ooh, steel mills. That's cool and exciting. And there's molten and you could possibly fall into it. Oh, how exciting. And not focusing on the more dramatic and, you know, frankly, honestly depressing parts of it. It's really glossing over it. And Mm -hmm. that is exactly the feeling that I get from Disney's America for sure. Yeah, I mean, that that's just like the problem is is how do you make an entertaining like Jalen's saying about like the museums, uh, the Smithsonian's, um, and, and the way that you represent like 
actual tr- uh, trauma and, and, and pain. There's no way to present it positively. If you present it in an educational way, mm-hmm. you have to present it honestly, right? Like part, you know, maybe part of the problem with all of the ways that people discuss American history now is that it was coddled for children in like elementary school education. And then most adults just don't continue reading. So they have a very sanitized way of seeing it. So like Disney's America, if you want to have that Disney sheen on everything and have it be nice and clean and, and pleasant in, in the same way that their other parks have done. Then yeah, you 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 ha- you would have to make it essentially ignorant to to the actual problems of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I agree with it, but that's it, like that's uh, clearly what they were trying to do. It, that is one hundred percent what they're trying to do, and they're trying yeah. to like educate for history, and they just do not know how to do it. It seems because it's like you also have to make a theme park, and it's Which very is, yeah, difficult. Right. <laughs> the next one is Victory Field. Uh, Victory Field is uh, from 1930 to 1945. It's a sprawling airfield featuring vintage aircraft, breathtaking aerial acrobatics, and interactive military exhibits. Victory Field salutes the heroic pioneers of American aviation and those who risked their all during the Great World Wars. Great. Again, bringing back the wars. Pure Disney promotional material, the flight of the Wright brothers opened a new chapter in American history, bringing with it thrilling exploits and military advancements with the assistance of modern technology guests at victory field may parachute from a plane or operate tanks and weapons in combat and experience firsthand what america's soldiers have faced <laughs> in defense of freedom <laughs> so it's unknown what this attraction would have been uh, likely it had been redone at the time to ultra flight a motion simulator attraction that simulated flying from a glider sounds very familiar uh, otherwise okay. largely a museum piece with old retired planes and jets yeah so they they, they did mention like uh, early on like yeah right which yeah it's soaring but uh early on they wanted to utilize virtual reality and possibly put you in a plane and use virtual reality to make you feel like you were a combat jet fighter fighter and it's like what how well <laughs> about maybe four years later after this well when this park would open i'm guessing they wanted to do when was the park like scheduled to open like 1990 so right around the time we also were getting i don't know if any of you guys have done disney quest but yes, they did have did yes they did have the Aladdin attraction, which used mm-hmm. that big clunky headset. So that's the only way that I could see that this mm-hmm. would be like the virtual reality attraction. If you combine that with Soren, it's either going to be great or it's going to be chunks everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what because this heck I have, even though it's not like the best, I've done the VR roller coaster at Fun Spot. That had me about to barf. <laughs> and I almost never barf on attractions. So it's it's one of those things where it's like I I don't especially for the era that it is i don't know if that would have lasted long i just think it probably would have just been soaring over a battlefield that's probably all it would have mm-hmm. done or maybe like a dog fight and so on or at the same time they were also developing I, was it storm riders or storm chasers one of the a two storm the, rider the one at tokyo yeah yes mm-hmm. that's what i could see i could yeah. see them doing that that's one i definitely can see them doing that and maybe because i'm looking at both i'm looking at what they're talking about in this attraction i could definitely around the time that they were developing this park i think it was also when they did the whole erector set thing for mm-hmm. soaring too yeah so i feel like all three of these sort of ideas probably ended up just being shifted off somewhere else mm-hmm. yeah especially for when, sure especially when just tell me like an airfield like yeah that's just dude it's soaring it's it's soaring mm-hmm. it's a hangar bay yeah what are we doing exactly here? 
Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like this is you could definitely see where this goes. Uh in fact, the next few lands are pretty much recycled for later things. For sure. I, I don't know. Uh, virtual reality back in the 90s, really bad. Uh, those Disney Quest attractions were pretty bad. And uh, it's just now that it's getting like good, like with the void and stuff like that. That's like good. But yeah, uh, I will agree that I've done VR and coasters. I can't do it. I can't handle it. It just makes me want to throw up. And uh, I've done the void and that, and that was great. So I definitely think that this might have been, uh, they might have seen that it's like, I don't think the technology is here here yet so let's yeah. uh focus on something different uh dorman what are your thoughts I, I mean you guys hit it pretty heavily i actually i've never i've never done like a vr and a motion attraction i don't think i could handle it um mm-hmm. it just seems like it'd be nauseating but yeah I, I i don't really have much to add besides i can reiterate my same point over and over again which is theme park rides and then airplanes on the airfield it's like i don't know what i came out here for today but seemingly <laughs> it was both a museum and a theme park so right exactly yeah it's like the, so, it's like epcot doesn't even get that bad like if, mm-hmm. if you think epcot's boring imagine if it had actual museums in it mm-hmm. uh yeah it just seems like it'd be yeah yeah so speaking of museums the family farm oh yeah oh god no <laughs> dca 1.0 oh my god this was, uh, it was this was the warning this was the first warning mm-hmm. i actually think this is a little bit more interesting than what we got in dca uh family farm from uh, this is from 1930 to 1945 visitors may see how the land is harvested learn how to make homemade ice cream or milk a cow <laughs> You can milk a cow and even participate in a nearby country wedding, barn dance, and buffet. Okay, so (laughs) right now in my head, right off of the bat, like right off bat, I can see this being, they're going to throw in Hoop-de-Doo review. Yeah. Hoop-de-Doo review would go on here. Mm -hmm. And my other thought is you can see... You can have a you can see a cow get milked and you can also see Bill Clinton getting milked. It's a weird <laughs> Get out everybody. It's a this is the only park, folks. This is this is this is America, baby. This is America, baby. You can do everything. It's the nineties. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's we we edgy, we pushing back. Al Bundy's talking about stuff on television. He <laughs> He's putting his about. hands down his pants. You pants know? Like, like yeah, we 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 know what this is. I think that this is it just seems like they gave the the farm scene in Living with the Land a land and it's I don't know. I I live in a place that's heavily I live near like a heavy agricultural place, so a part of me is like, uh, this is kind of cool. We have something similar at our um so down here at the Florida State Fair at the fairgrounds, they actually have something, and I kid you not. And I I can explain the history behind what it is, but it's it's just funny. We have something called Cracker Country. Mm. And Cracker Country basically talks about old Florida crackers. Which <laughs> I I know. It's 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 a double entendre. It is white people, but it's white people who were like farmers and who were like who were cattle ranchers and stuff like that. And it's just basically this family farm experience. Mm. It does have like a major food buffet that goes over. It doesn't have like the the whole wedding thing but it has like a lot of agricultural based stuff around like rural florida from like the 1850s 1870s sort of like first settlers of florida type of thing mm-hmm. my question is is the animatronic is the cow animatronic or not whoa whoa <laughs> that's that's what i want to know 
Sponsored by what? I mean, heck, you get lactate to sponsor this thing? I think you got money on it. I think you got uh, good money on your hands. (laughs) First lactose-free milk uh, cow? Like, the first lactose-free cow ever. (laughs) That that would be great. (laughs) Grown and living with the land. The first first one, grown and living with the land. It's it's a clone of Minimoo. Ooh, and he always has. Yeah, that's right. He always has to have the, the spots, the little Mickey spots on it. Oh my gosh. You think they're just cloning plants? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, actually, I am in support of Family Farm now. <laughs> I want this. Milk you can have a cow. nice country hoedown. Mm-hmm. There you go. You can have a guy come out and be just talking in the most horrid accent that you've ever heard. <laughs> um, they still probably use the word colored. It's it, oh, it's God. a great time. Oh, no. It's a great time for the whole family. <laughs> it's a great time for yeah. the whole family. Maybe like they would instead of like the Disney fairy tale weddings, this is the actual weddings that they would in like the little country wedding. Oh Did- no. Uh remember it could be oh and then uh, in the future it's gotta be a meth lab there. It has to oh, be a meth lab there. Yes. They eventually own family guy. You can do the whole family guy meth, <laughs> meth episode of when they went to the country. Like you could do all of it. Oh yes. Oh my god. Okay, perfect. Now we've gotten our angle. All right, the next one is State Fair. And State Fair celebrates the small town America at play with a nostalgic recreation of such popular rides as a 60-foot Ferris wheel and a classic wooden roller coaster. Sounds familiar. As well as a tribute to the country's favorite pastime, baseball. Hell yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) crew promotional material celebrates small town America uh, with the things that we just said. But amid a backdrop of rolling cornfields, fans may have a hot dog and take a seat in an authentic, old-fashioned ballpark and watch America's legendary greats gather for an exhibition all-star competition. What? What? Okay, so are we saying that we're going to go in there and have a live Field of Dreams experience? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I, I... Dorman, you a movie guy? Name sure. some more. Name some more. Name, name some more uh, baseball films. Uh, is Bernie Mac going to be there? We're oh. going to get Mister Three Thousand. No, oh. we're going to get um, Bull Durham, Ryan uh, Angels in the Outfield movie we watched for a long time. The ago. Rookie, the Rookie. Yes. There you go. The Dennis Quaid. Moneyball, uh, right. Moneyball. Uh, Angel. Uh, did we mention Angels in the uh, outfield? I, no, we did talk. I just say Angels in the outfield. Air Bud three. Um, yeah. <laughs> Air Bud is definitely showing up here. Um, oh, a dog who yes. can play sports. A golden retriever who can play play sports. Golden, golden retrievers is like America's dog. Like when I look at like Mr. Peanut Butter. Like I, uh, <laughs> I, I. I like this a lot because this feels like this is going to be it's this park's fantasy land in the sense mm-hmm. of it has like a little small bunch of, you know, attractions that anybody can ride, little flat rides here and there. And I think every park mm-hmm. does need to have a land like that and to be able to make it themed so that the historians are like, okay, we, uh, we're we going to let you guys slide on this one. The one thing I don't understand is the baseball game. <laughs> Why do you want to watch America's slowly dying pastime? Well, then again, it's like... <laughs> Then again, Ooh. this is what this entire park is is about. So, like, yes, baseball's look, great. Look, baseball's Dorman, awesome. You know your sport sucks when they have to put an arcade in there to entertain people. Yeah. Like when, 
we have we have we have uh, what is it we have uh tropicana field down here and they have so much there <laughs> they have so much stuff in there to do besides watch the game it's true i'll give you that a lot of baseball stadiums will have like bouncy houses for kids did you, and restaurants. did you see the orlando mlb stadium they yeah were yeah no our- yeah no 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 which is in a terrible area by the way <laughs> yeah let's put that right in between aquatica which already has terrible traffic and then let's put it right behind right next to the the, the convention center which also has terrible traffic which is going to have a theme park right behind it too no that, 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 that's perfect but yeah no who wants to see a base and is it going to be like a real baseball game well, or is it that's going the to- thing i'm like how can you stage okay so we're gonna get all these great players and it's obviously going to be actors portraying as players so you get like jackie robinson and babe ruth and uh <laughs> mark mcguire even have to like that's straight it up and it's like okay how can you accurately do this because if they whiff it you know you can't or are they gonna like be like doing it with all of like no ball and it's sound effects they're gonna like pantomiming a game and you know he swings and it's a home run (laughs) but you don't actually see a ball No, yeah, like if they I, had like I, if they had like dramatizations running on the radio, like uh uh like of famous baseball games, maybe, but it, it would be mm-hmm. quite literally impossible to just like recreate the famous Babe Ruth point down left field, right? It's like you can't you can't predict the game like that. I, I think it would just yeah. have to be just normal baseball games, right? I, I mean, maybe, man. but that's the thing that these are be. supposed to be all the greatest. Uh, athletes <laughs> and and you can't do uh i mean like i'm uh, i do like baseball but i mean Jalen does have a point that most baseball games are kind of sitting around and waiting for somebody to actually like you know do something exciting because uh, my that's that's beautiful <laughs> though you have a beer you watch baseball yeah. you uh <laughs> i did not going to pay 140 dollars to go watch a damn baseball game <laughs> You can't do a real nine inning game is my point. It would be one thing if it would be like, if it would be like, okay, it's like, okay, you could go in and you can play. Like they can pick people to play the game. I don't know. The only way that this would be exciting for me is like you theme it around backyard baseball, the 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 video, the game. video game. Yes, my boy Pablo Sanchez needs to be there. Pablo Sanchez, <laughs> best man, all man, all all American. Pablo Sanchez, best player to ever do it. But uh, or we sports. Like I don't know what else. But like uh, you um, need you need to make sure like at least a grand slam happens during this fake baseball game because that's dramatically exciting. And during Black History Month, are we going to have the Negro League? Is is that what we're going to do? Are we going to do the Negro League one? And I can already hear like from Jackie Robinson from the stands, straight out of the Negro League, fresh out, fresh out. Rushed it on the field, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> You'll have a um, chicken little though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! All right, chicken little. That's that's a good pull. With, with you have you have if you, well look if you have Patty Labelle singing, stir it up during the game. I'd be fine. Okay, <laughs> I'd, I'd be cool with that. And some Disney <laughs> Channel star singing with I forgot whatever the, the chick's name was who did the song with her. But or everybody's hero that one CGI baseball mm. movie with a baseball in the bat. Oh, that's right horrifying film 
home. Besides the baseball, um, obviously we'd had a Ferris wheel, carousel, coaster, along with some small stalls and shops. So I see a tent. Uh, yeah, that I believe the tent was supposed to be a carousel. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I believe that's what no it's supposed show. to be. No, no freak show. Yeah. So, so that is, that is the last land of, uh, or territory of Disney's America. Uh, the park was also supposed to have outreach programs similar to the Epcot center. Um, ideas included various political affair gatherings, broadcasts nice. and edutainment events. CPAC. Again, they can have CPAC come exactly. on down to <laughs> Disney's America. Yeah, exactly. It like a very, this is, again, this is, the 90s very naive nobody knows where politics is exactly going that Uh, is true yeah so disney wanted to host 10 televised political events and uh, political debates and public forums oh honey oh oh honey uh could you imagine trump taking the stage at disney's america Mm, like hey I just know you couldn't put you couldn't put the twin towers of terror in this goddamn world. Oh, you couldn't God. do that. You couldn't we do can't that. stop you... with the nine eleven on this uh, <laughs> on this show. I don't think you can. I don't think. What does that day look like at Disney America? What does oh, that look like? Oh no! Would it would planes, be a f- would the planes be heading to Disney's America yeah. instead I, of? Oh god! Disney World was a target at one point. It was Disney, it was Disney World was a target. target. And yeah. they were like, eh, we don't got enough planes. I, I feel like yeah. if there was one more plane, they would have got us. But like, yeah. they were like, we got bigger, we got bigger targets to. And now, about. now they want to take away the no-fly zone from Walt Disney World. Oh my god! Because of course they do. So they even wanted a working broadcast newsroom so that future generations may learn more about the key roles of media and society and the importance of significant of freedom of the press. That was not. Oh my god! god. Oh <laughs> uh, the my park god. was. <laughs> The park was to be an ideal complement to the museums, landmarks, and monuments in Washington, D.C. Wait. Where's <laughs> yeah. Slave Village? Where's Little Slave Village? Where, where's Plantation to, Row? We are going to get to that because that's very interesting you point that out. So I know I've are, seen concept art of Slave Village. I've seen the concept <laughs> art of Slave Village. So everything that we're doing right now is put into the prospectus of Disney's America that was actually given to the press. So that's very significant in where we're going next, which is why it was not built. Ryan here. So that about does it for our first half of Disney's America. We'll be back next week to let you know why it wasn't built and what if Disney's America was built. And it is a great discussion. You don't want to miss it. It'll be on next week. But for now, in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbuiltPod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at Open the Doorman. Feel free to email us at UnbuiltPod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, or Spotify or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to This American Life. I'm Ira Glass. Once again, we'd like to thank Jalen Harvey for coming on. Sam, are you about ready? Yes, it's a glorious three-hour finale. You got a minute and a half. (gasps) 